One more time, welcome in to Garbage Time Fantasy Football. After a string of technical difficulties by just about everyone in this room, uh, we are gonna we are gonna go for round two here. You've got Ron, JJ, Joe, and Ryan. The whole gang is in, and we're gonna get right into it with the bits of news that we have. Go ahead, Joe. All right, so in this week's news, not much is happening with free agency anymore, uh, except Tyler Lockett's contract, which I already covered tonight, so it's kind of like Groundhog's Day. Um, you guys will not get those bloopers, unfortunately, because Ron lost them because he got booted from the internet. Anyway, going into Tyler Lockett for the second time tonight, his contract was $37 million, guaranteed 69.2 over four years. Um, and something I discussed, again, for the second time now, was that Tyler Lockett ranked somewhere between 29 and 37 in fantasy uh, wide receivers. Um, earlier, I asked Ron who was comparable to draft you. He didn't have a good answer for that because he didn't prepare for the show. Still um, don't. Yeah, still don't. And then I also discussed how he's kind of a feast or famine wide receiver coming up for this year, so it's going to be interesting to see where he's taken. 200 yards uh, against the Cardinals with three touchdowns. It was the second best game in, by a Seattle receiver ever. Um, so you're going to get those feast games from him where he's going to win you weeks and then weeks where you're going to lose with him. So, um, you know, draft him with your own caution, but you know, he's Yo, what was his, uh, what was his total salary? What was that JJ? What was his total salary? Total salary. I believe it was 69.2 over four years. How much? It was 69.2 million over four years, I believe. Right. One more time. What was it? 69.2. Oh, yeah. Ron's nice. like, what? Ron's like, what's going on? Yeah. Ron's like, what's going on there? He's like, uh, I just want you to say 69 one more time. I'm like, oh, my God. I got you to say it four times, three times, four times. Oh, yeah. man. Sorry. Oh, man. Just remember Andy Dalton's your quarterback. Remember, we're adults. Um. <laughs> Oh, so Ron, what are we discussing tonight? All right, today we are getting into a few of our rookies that we are think are going to go in the first round that we might like to have fantasy relevant. And rookies that are going in a little bit of the later rounds in this draft that might be somewhat fantasy relevant this year. Yep, and uh, all four of us will end up going over it again. Uh, Ryan, for some reason, is missing from this chat, so if he gets back on, we'll go over his players too. But as of this moment, he's not in the chat. But you know, he's we strive to go talking about. I do not I see, see Ryan. I was gonna say you're the only one that don't see Ryan. Ryan's right there. Oh, I just didn't scroll over all the way. Look at that, Ryan's still in the chat. <laughs> he is an old man. Like, oh my goodness, how oh do I? God. How do I computer? <laughs> you're the one who had your internet go down. Look, that wasn't my fault. The internet decided to shit out. <laughs> All right, Joe, get into your first guy again. I mean, for the uh, first time. Yeah, for the first time tonight. Anyway, so the format of this, because I'm obviously a genius and can't see Ryan in our own Zoom chat, is we all pick one fantasy-relevant uh, player from the first round of the draft coming up this year, and then someone who we think could be relevant for fantasy in later rounds after the first round. 
So my first player I ended up picking was Rashad Bateman. And I ended up picking him because he was described as many analysts as the most polished wide receiver going into this draft. Um, he was comparable to Megatron. Uh, when you were looking at his stats for this year, he was on the lower end, but he still had three games, uh, 111 yards, 139 yards, and 100 yards with two touchdowns in those three games. But that's only because it was in a COVID year and Minnesota didn't play a lot of games. But what was really impressive was his 2019 year where he had 60 receptions, 1,219 yards, and he averaged over 20.3 yards uh, a catch in those games, which made him show the ability that he was able to split defenders. Um, something else that's kind of interesting about him is he has the ability to also win those 50-50 balls. He's good at running the crossing routes, and he uses a stutter step to split defenders. I think some pretty good fits for him would have been the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who end up picking at 21. I also listed the Bears as a potential fit, but I really think the Bears are going to end up drafting a quarterback this year. I was alluding to earlier before we were in a, before we were kicked off by Ron earlier <laughs> that Mac Jones might end up with Chicago, where JJ I think is kind of lukewarm to that idea. Um, but where I selfishly want him to end up is with the Green Bay Packers because for a fantasy-relevant offense, uh, Devontae Adams is going to get a lot of attention from defenders. And I could see that offense being able to stay in two wide receivers and him being on the other side could really be beneficial if you end up taking him later in drafts. Yeah, honestly, if any of these rookie wide receivers end up in Green Bay, it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not only for you know, the Green Bay Packers as a team before that wide receiver to be able to learn from Devontae Adams and grow with Devontae Adams. It'll just do wonders for their career. Doubt it. You say doubt it? Oh. Yeah. Why? Because you're a loser if you go to Green Bay. Oh, geez. So, oh. Uh, All right. Salty Bears fan. Over I'll there. never say anything positive. Nope, nope. This is so garbage time. Hold on. This is garbage time fantasy football. We are dropping off the format right now and going back into JJ's two-minute rant. JJ, get Mitch Trubitsky off your chest, and then we'll move on. Yeah, so we broke up with Mitch Trubisky. Um, pretty sad. Listen to some Drake. Um, but I think I'm over it now. Um, you guys <laughs> talked about his salary last episode. And uh, 2.5 million is low. And uh, I listened to Brandon Bean speak on it. And he basically said he recruited Mitch um, to have a recent year. He said that he had bigger money offers. And uh, his pitch to him was come learn with Brian Dable and Josh Allen, one of the young ascending quarterbacks in the league. And uh, just reset this year. And then next year, try and find a, a more permanent spot. And uh, as I said on the last recording, um, Brian Dabble is probably going to get a head coaching job next year. So if him and Trubisky hit it off, he could potentially go with them and start his career somewhere else. And then I brutally told you that he that Brian Dabble is going to be your head coach next year. And Mitch Trubisky was going to play for the Bears. <laughs> yeah, and I ultimately said he's never coming back. So I don't yeah. know what to do with my jersey. Yeah, you kind of <laughs> refuted that. But, hey, maybe Mitch Trubisky can win a Super Bowl ring from the bench like Carson Wentz did. That'd be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. And kind of a nomenclature to his whole career so far. 
All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. All right, do you guys have anything else you want to say about Mr. Bateman? Um, I will say that, like, when I was looking at the stats, I knew that they played shortened game, like a shortened season, but I didn't realize that was only like six games, mm-hmm. five. So he played five games and three out of five of those over a hundred yards receiving. So that's obviously pretty... the consistency with him is still. Yeah. There, so that's pretty legit. So do you think he would have been the number one ranked wide receiver if they played a full season? Do you think people would have him over Jamar Chase? Absolutely not. No, no. I'm just wondering the kind of things I'd like to know. Jamar Chase is in a league of his own. Um, I think Jamar Chase may not have better stats as in his rookie season, but I think if he, they, I think if you line them up and they both have 10 to 12 year careers, I think Jamar Chase is going to be light years ahead of him. All right. I'll go next with my first one. And I took uh, Kyle Pitts, the tight end. Um, This man is just, um, I just got flipped off by like three different people, I feel like. Um, I didn't put it. I just pointed at Ryan. (laughs) I I was the lucky one to get the name in first. That's why. It's not fair. This dude is a monster. Like, I went through and I just watched highlights, and I'm like, that is a man among boys out there. Hey, Ron. Yeah. 69. 69. Moving on. No. So he's like 6'5 and 245 pounds, something I'll never see in my entire life. Well, maybe the 245 pounds, but not the 6'5. How much weight was that, Ron? (laughs) <laughs> it's 265. Uh, this man ran a 4-4-4 in the 40. That is, there's wide receivers that don't run that fast in the 40. You sure it wasn't 469? I'm positive it wasn't 469. <laughs> because that would not nearly be as astounding. Uh, <laughs> it would be pretty astounding. <laughs> so some some of the, I, I found this interesting. Some of the uh some of the tight ends in the league right now that have a slower 40 time than that. Uh, Darren Waller. Waller. Who is, Waller, who is fast. Uh, Jared Cook, Noah Fant, OJ Howard, and George Kittle all have slower 40 times than this and all are came out as like extreme athletes mm-hmm. when they came out. Uh, do you guys know who had the fastest 40 time for tight end? Jeremy Sprinkle. No, that would have been great, though. <laughs> it was Vernon Davis. Really? With a 4-3-8. Yeah, so I, I thought that was good. But Interesting. Watch this, watch this guy play in college, and he did not belong there because he was making everybody look stupid. Like, And he was lining up all over the field. He's, he's not built big, big like a tight end. He's a little bit leaner. Uh, he is going to make people look silly. And if you get some good mismatches with him, he's the tight end that might break that whole rookie tight ends don't do much their rookie year because you put him in the right situation. He's he's fitting to go off. So, Ron, where do you think he's going to end up? And But selfishly, who, where do you want him to end up for fantasy football? Selfish? Oh, for fantasy football? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, for fantasy football. Well, say the Giants. It's kind of no, two well, options, though. So, where is he going to end up in real life? But where do you want him, and where would be his best fantasy spot? So, according to a lot of mock drafts, they've got him going 
all over the place and JJ lost audio. That's um, okay. Continue. <laughs> JJ lost audio, but I've seen him go to the Bengals, the Giants. Uh, he's dropped even further down. I've seen him go to the Falcons at four, I believe. There's been quite a few different ones <laughs> I've seen him go to. Selfishly, I wouldn't mind seeing him with the Giants. I can't even keep a straight face trying to watch JJ hook up his stuff. <laughs> you're, you're connected, JJ. You're connected. Um, you're safe. You didn't get booted. So, anyway, so, back to Kyle Pitts. I wouldn't mind seeing him go to the Giants. Daniel Jones does like throwing to the tight end, but Evan Ingram does not like catching the ball. So, Evan I don't – Man, well, even if you could put Evan Ingram and Kyle Pitts on the field at the same time, that could still be really good for Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. And he could still have a somewhat somewhat productive fantasy year under that situation. So you see him him getting drafted by – he said JJ. I'm just going to shut up now. Oh. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Joe compared Rashad Bateman to uh, Megatron, but I think Kyle Pitts is a real Megatron in the draft class. Um, I, I, watched like his, I watched his pro day, and he was pretty uh, pretty savage. And I think he could be the first tight end drafted inside the top five since uh, you guys know who the last tight end drafted at number five was? Vernon Davis. Mike Ditka. Oh, wow. The Chicago Bears. Oh, Davis was six, wasn't he? Mike Ditka. Are Mike you saying Are you saying Kyle Pitts is going to be a bear? No. <laughs> I wish, but no. Yeah, I don't think he dropped oh, that I've seen, I've seen a lot of mocks where he goes to Atlanta, which would be yep. insane with Ridley and Julio. Um, but I don't know. I think they could take a quarterback, but, I mean, it's hard to pass that talent up. Yeah. Speaking of teams who like to steal all the tight ends, Ryan, how would he look on the Patriots, and where do you think he's going to end up besides the Patriots? Um, well, after we just paid Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, I think there's no way he ends up on the Patriots. Um, <laughs> but I think – Three Brian tight end has, sets, you know? Hey. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> who needs wide receivers if you just have a ton of tight ends? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um but I think Ron brought up a good point too that I wonder if these teams with the younger quarterbacks just kind of get them that big target. You know, I could see it really helping out someone like Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones. Like, talk about a huge safety blanket. If you didn't get a big dude like that, that they can just – that's reliable. I mean, that that could be a game changer for any team, but especially with these younger quarterbacks. Yeah, and if you watch some of Kyle Pitt's highlights, he, he high points that ball. Like, I've seen him wrestling away from, like, two different defenders at the same time. He does not – he doesn't play. I think his sweet spots are honestly number four to Atlanta, or I could see him going to number six to Miami. Even though they have Gusecki there, I think he's just such a superseded talent that they may bypass the top wide receivers in this class and actually take him because he is a wide receiver in himself. Well, and I the feel... Dolphins, go ahead, the Dolphins, the Dolphins were weird with Gusecki too. Like, I feel like they didn't want to use him. Mm-hmm. ton like I, I think I had him on one of my fantasy teams and it'd be frustrating because they just weren't they were hot and cold with him so you think the Dolphins would be more likely to take like a Jamar Chase as opposed to a tight end possibly I don't know the Dolphins are taking someone of that nature the fact that they traded out of three 
but then made a point to trade back into six. They're taking someone there. Like sure. they're not, they're not going defense. They're taking a wide receiver or they're hoping Kyle Pitts is still there. That I, is a trade to get a playmaker. Yeah. I don't believe the Falcons take him at four. I think with Matt Ryan restructuring his contract and they just brought in the tight end last year, uh, Hayden Hurst. Um, I don't think they spend the draft capital on tight end when they could get a defensive player to help them try to be more competitive right now. I think they're still trying to win games right now, and I don't think that an offensive player outside of maybe the left tackle, their stool, if he makes it to them, I think they go defense. Their defense is atrocious, and they need help. Yeah, I, I, I can go with that logic. I've got nothing bad to say about it. No, no, no more shit takes from Ron. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, JJ, why don't you go with your first player? Yeah, so I actually did uh, Jamar Chase. Um, Good transition. Yeah, really, there's not. We're not all garbage. (laughs) Just most of the time. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, you look at his scouting report on Jamar Chase, really, there's only weakness listed is his height, and he's still like 6'1", 6'2". He has a really good bird. Six foot? Six foot is what ESPN has him. Six foot nine. Six foot two oh eight. Maybe ESPN's off though. It's possible. I thought you said six foot nine. No. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to see what he measured in at his Yeah, I don't know. He had his pro day yesterday. I didn't I didn't see what his height was there, but I know he ran a four three eight forty. Um and looked pretty good. So I mean really the only knocks on him are his height and he took this last year off, he opted out because he was a clear cut top receiver and well I get her I guess it made sense but um you know I I watched a lot of film on him and he just has this weird ability where like jump balls he knows how to position his body where at the last second he'll just shift and throw the DB off and make the catch um he's explosive he can take a screen to the house he's super fast um just an all-around guy that you could put anywhere in any offense. So I do think he's probably the first receiver taken. I think um, I can't decide if he's going to go to Miami or not. I don't know if Miami's going to want to pick one of his two his old Alabama receivers or if they just want to go with Chase. But I think he's a top 10 pick personally. JJ, if the Bengals don't select Sewell, is there any chance you'd think they try to reunite him with Joe Burrow? Yes. I, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen some of that. They had a really good connection at LSU. Um, him and Jefferson were both the guys for Burrow. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, that would make the Bengals lethal with T. Higgins and Boyd and Chase. That'd be a really fun for fantasy purposes. I think for fantasy purposes, that would be awesome. But the only issue is, is Burrow's going to be on his back all season again. Well, and I was going to mention that. Is there any hesitation when it comes to Bengals wide receivers with Joe Burrow? coming off his ACL, you know, what we think the production might be there. I'm not too worried about it now. Um, Like ACL injuries, players are coming back faster now with some of the advancements in NFL medicine, I guess. Really, um, Achilles ruptures and tears are 
the main injury now that's hard to come back from. It used to be ACLs, but um, I think he'll come back fine. Mm -hmm. It did happen like towards, I guess, kind of the middle or later half of the season, but um, we've seen like Wentz come back the next year and I think he'll be on the field. What do you think, Joe? I think that that image of him getting hurt last year is really going to put that in the Bengals' mind, though, and they're going to end up drafting Sewell. But, I mean, from a fantasy perspective, it is fun to think about Jamar Chase in that offense. Yes, it is. Ron, what do you think? Yeah, um, it'd be hard to pass up Sewell if he's there. I know they would want to get him a playmaker, but I do believe Chase is the first wide receiver off the board. However, something you kind of talked about, you briefed over, uh, you know, getting to a one of his college wide receivers. I feel like there's not a lot of NFL teams that do that. And it's something I feel like should be into more. There's, you know, there's a lot to be said about chemistry and everything. And if you got a young quarterback, if it's not completely ridiculous to do so like i'm not saying draft someone who's a second round talent in the first round or reach for him or anything like that but if you can get someone that they had good connection in college with i don't see why you don't bring them in if it's a team need also so who do you guys think is going to be more fantasy relevant this year jamar chase or our uber tight end from miami it 100 percent depends on landing spot honestly yep. I mean, if, if Kyle Pitts goes somewhere like, oh, I don't know, let's say. Anywhere but the Giants? I think even with the Giants, he still could have a shot to be fantasy relevant, honestly. I mean, Daniel Jones. Sucks. Well, he's not a bad passer, though. Daniel Jones sucks because he turns it over a lot. Daniel Jones is pretty accurate and everything, and. So I don't think it would kill Kyle Pitts. There's definitely better landing spots. I just can't think of any offhand that would Kyle Pitts would actually get to. But if Kyle Pitts goes somewhere good and Jamar Chase goes somewhere like, I don't know, like the Ravens where they don't throw the ball at all, mm-hmm. then obviously it's going to be Kyle Pitts. But you go back reverse where if somehow the Patriots get Kyle Pitts and he's buried on the depth chart because of all the money they spent and Jamar Chase goes somewhere like, Let's say Cincinnati, he's definitely going to have a better year. Sorry, I, I think him, I think Jamar Chase going to Miami just absolutely would kill his fantasy value having to play with Tua. Tua is just yeah. not a good fantasy quarterback. How the hell do you know that already? Yeah. Did you see him last year in some of those games? He is not yeah. going to be a good quarterback. He's going to be gone in two I'm, I'm going to give him the all one right, more. All year. right, Mr. Mitch Trubisky over there. You know. Well, that's the problem, man. All those – like Peyton – I always talk about this. I don't know why I get sucked into these conversations. But, <laughs> like, all the legendary quarterbacks, like, the first four or five years had completely average stats. And then they figure the league out and find out what works for them. And then they take off. Now, Tua had, like, ten starts. And everyone's calling him trash. And well, he had a winning record. And 90-plus well, uh, passer rating. Well, like you, you got to give him a season. Well, what you said is a figment of the past, dude. And we're in a league right now that's unforgiving with that right now. Look at Sam Darnold's in his third year, and he's about to be given up for the no-name Wilson. I did uh, – I will say this. 
the Dolphins did to a dirty. They should have rode out Ryan Fitzpatrick the rest of the year, let Tua learn, let Tua finish healing from his injury. He had a bad injury. That wasn't any, it wasn't an ankle sprain. Like that dude was injured. So they should have let Fitzpatrick ride out the rest of that year, probably made the playoffs and possibly further. They were playing that well with Fitzpatrick under center. Um, it's all right. Now the, moved now to the Washington this year. sprinkles, the DC sprinkles are going to make it with Ryan Fitzpatrick to the playoffs. I'm shocked. <laughs> I mean, it's the NFC East. That whole division is garbage right now. I, I think they're going to win that division again. I'm very confident they will. I really believe it's between them and the Dallas Cowboys right now. I really do. Dallas, Dallas sucks. You got to remember what they were doing when Dak Prescott was in there, though. But I will yeah, say we got to see how yards and still losing. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I will say, though, we got to see how Dak is after this injury, too, though. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you and see injuries like, yeah. All right, moving on. Ryan, you're first person. <clears throat> All right, so my first one, I went with Devonta Smith. Uh, had a killer season in 2020. Uh, 117 receptions, 1,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. Um, pretty, you know, didn't really participate in a pro day or anything just because he didn't need to based on his 2020 season. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner. I think the biggest um, concern, as everyone's heard going in, is just they're, they're worried about his weight. Uh, you know, he sits foot one, I think, weighs like 175 pounds. Are you saying he's effing huge? Nope, he's not effing huge. He's he's very average, maybe below average by NFL standards. But but there, <laughs> but there have I mean he's he's drawn some comparisons to like Calvin Ridley. Hold on, um, he's huge to you, Ryan. He is huge. Everybody's huge to me. But um, so I think that could be the one thing that um has teams nervous as well as possibly fantasy football managers. Um, I'm seeing some things of him possibly going to like the Bengals. Um, I think I saw the lions possibly um, I'm, a couple of people throughout the giants. So it's really going to depend on where he goes as well. Um, I don't know if I like the idea of Danny dimes throwing. Into him. I'd probably stay away from him. If he went up to I think giants. I'd rather have Cam Newton um, throwing to me. Yeah. Right. Um, but I mean, the Bengals wouldn't be bad, though. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too worried if he went to the Bengals. Yeah, but I still think they're going to end up taking a lineman. So, like, me pondering that question with Chase with JJ was more of just consideration because they were teammates. I don't really see him going to the Bengals, honestly. I think he's going to Philly. That's the Bengals. The Bengals don't have a huge need at wide receiver either. Not really. Like they've got. I mean, they don't got like. Oh, I mean, T. Higgins looked great while Gerald Burrow was there. They've kind of got a superstar already mm-hmm. in the making, at least. JJ, you had an interesting point there with the Eagles, but I actually think they might favor Waddle over him just because of Waddle's size. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, I just I don't know how much they're gonna look at his weight and use that against him just because of the production. And I mean, he took some big hits and he, you know, he's not afraid to lower his shoulder and he's, I mean, he's scrappy. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can definitely see a situation where they use the weight against him and he slips a little bit 
to where people thought he would go. But yeah, I, I just, I don't know. just a gut feeling. I think Philly's going to draft him. I could also see him, you know, getting a little bit bigger once he gets into those NFL workouts and stuff like that too. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely room where he could be packing on some weight in the near future. Yep. So Ryan, this is your player. If we stuck him in Philly's offense, what do you think his numbers will look like as a rookie? I mean, it's Philly's offense, so I want to. I want to. I definitely wouldn't be banking on anything good. Um. So that's. But you're the one going over this player, so you should be banking on them being good. Well, I want to be. I, I mean, I don't know where he's going. I I hope he doesn't go to Philly, because then I would definitely want to. Think be okay. I think Hertz is going to be okay. Their defense is regressing. I think. I think Philly's going to be in some shootouts this year. They're going to have to throw. I think he'd have him around 900 yards. They, he'd be out there every play. Yeah. And he's got speed. I mean, he he burns people. So, he oh, definitely like has the, the big playability. Philly's no. defense sucks. Mm-hmm. I, and they hired an I, offensive coach. I don't know how much I'm going to trust the Eagles offense for fantasy value this year. I like I just, as a sleeper. I, I think he can be good, but, I mean, in his four starts – his accuracy went down every single time. Every single game, his accuracy went down. That last game, I know they pulled him, but he had like a 30% passer rating. I, I would be willing to put Hertz on my bench as my second quarterback just on his potential. You also have to remember their line was absolutely decimated at that point, and they had like practice squad players starting, and they're getting Lane Johnson back. They're getting Brooks back. They'll have their full offensive line back. Sanders healthy. They'll probably draft a receiver. And new coach too, right? Offensive-minded young coach. Yeah. I think he'll be okay. I put him in the same thing as Tua. I haven't seen enough, but what I seen last year, I wasn't impressed. Well, I'm with you. Especially with These his running young... ability, though. I mean, he got a lot of fantasy points running too. I, I'm hey. with you, though. A lot of these young quarterbacks are not given the time they really need to develop into what they should be. Hey guys, Josh what? Allen, everyone's going to yeah. quit on him. And then he exploded last year. Yep. Got the coach hey, you needed. Hey guys, do you want to hear a way too early prediction? I love that. Now, if the draft does work out in this way with some of these players that we've discussed, I could actually, I have a lot more confidence in Eagles like JJ was talking about. I could see them actually finishing second in this division in that order. Like I said, it's still, we still have a long way to go with these rosters, but I could see the D.C. Sprinkles, a.k.a. the Washington football team, being the first-place team, the Eagles being second place, and then the Giants and Cowboys fighting for third and fourth place behind Danny Dimes. I have more faith in Dallas than that, I think. But um, The Eagles' defense is going to let them down over and over this year unless they do something drastic and fix it. The Giants' defense is probably second-best in that division behind the Washington football teams. And, you know, they might be – right up there with them. I mean, they're just not as talked about as much as the Washington football team because the Washington football team used the defense to get to the playoffs last year. Yeah, they were a solid team. I know that life. And maybe I'm yeah, maybe I'm just <laughs> a little a little sour on, you know, Hurts because Eagles should have won that game and the Giants should have been in the playoffs. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Well, it didn't happen, did it? It didn't happen. That's not on Hurts, though. 
he was mad. He was pissed about that. Yeah. He wanted you, to win that game. You yeah. gotta write, you gotta talk to somebody else about it's Doug that. Peterson. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like Doug, yeah, now Doug Peterson's on in the unemployment line. Yeah. All right, Joe, let's go with your second player. Okay, so for the second round of players, we ended up, like I said earlier, going to players who we think are going to fall beyond the uh, first round. So I ended up picking a player who I think is going to end up going in the late second or third round. It's uh, one JJ actually knows very well, too. It's Kenny Gainwell. He's a running back from Memphis. Um, I think he's young, uh, fresh, and hasn't been injured a lot in his career, so it makes him an interesting running back prospect for this coming draft, especially from a fantasy perspective. Um I think initially he would perform best in a running back by committee scheme, which means you might not get a lot of use of him early, making him a late round draft pick or a dollar in auction leagues. Um, he's, I think he'd be pretty good also in zone blocking schemes. Uh, so there's a few offenses in this league where he would fit pretty well. Uh, besides me selfishly picking him to the Jets because they also run a zone blocking scheme, I could see him maybe fitting in an offense like the 49ers, but I think they have too many running backs as it is. He's 22 years old. He's a sophomore. He's a small running back, but I think he's a deceptive Balkov just simply for the fact he's also got the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I think you bring him to an offense like the Jets. I don't think he's going to produce for you in the first half of the season, but in the second half of the season, he could learn from veterans in that offense and really produce later on. Maybe help you in a later playoff push and a LeFleur offense. LeFleur. Yeah. Uh, okay. And Jets actually have a need at running back too. They don't have anyone really on the roster that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. Oh it's... my goodness. Who was what? it that just signed Kalen Balage? Steelers. The Steelers. Yeah. I actually like that signing. The Steelers are, unless the Steelers like draft someone real or bring someone real in the draft, Kalen Blodge could actually have fantasy value off of volume alone. I was no, they got about Benny to... Snell there. That's, Benny I mean, Snell is garbage, dude. and they don't like that. You wouldn't bring oh, Kalen Blodge. Yeah, you he would is. not. Kalen Blodge was balling out when he went to, uh, where'd he go, the Rams? He went to the Chargers. Then the why didn't they bring him back for a million dollars or whatever he signed for? They have Austin Eckler. And they that, have that the was falling out in the Steelers offense too before you know Connor came back and ruined the whole vibe. Bell looked or not Bell, I'm sorry. Uh Snell looked bad. And I think Kalen Blage, you gotta remember where he came from, guys. What offense did he come from? Adam Gase. Adam Gase. And then he went to the Chargers and actually looked pretty good for a few games until Austin Eckler came back. Mm-hmm. And now he's with a team that wants to run the ball and run the ball often because they don't want Big Ben throwing the ball 600 times like he did last year. Well, if you were, you were talking about him going to the Steelers, maybe that's a potential fit for Kenneth Gainwell among yeah. other running backs that are going to go in that second and third round selection. Yeah. So if they draft someone... It doesn't matter. His fantasy value is going to drop completely off. He's going oh, to be yeah. carries there. So. It'll definitely, it'll definitely go down if they draft someone or even bring in another free agent. I mean, they could still potentially bring back James Conner. He hasn't signed anywhere. No. Um, another potential fit, I think, for Kenneth Gainwell too, which would absolutely ruin another backfield, is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I could see them taking another pick just to keep uh, James Robinson 
healthy during the season and split carries with someone. Um, if he ended up there, I think Robinson's value drops significantly. I mean, he's still going to be a high draft pick, but him being the bell cow anymore, it might not happen. He may be splitting 50-50 by the end of the season. And to address one more thing that you mentioned, actually, JJ, go ahead and then I'll address it. I'm going to make a prediction that midway through the season, Kalen Balazs isn't even on the Steelers roster. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. All right. That's got to, that's got to go on our Instagram. <laughs> he, he averaged 3.3 yards to carry with the chargers and, and 1.9 under Adam Gase. I mean, he's bounced all around. That happens for a reason, you know, like mm-hmm. he's a fast, big dude. I just don't think he's a great running back. Like his instincts. I just think someone else is going to have that job. I yeah. think it'll be, I think it'll be more off of, I think he'll be all the charger or chargers, all the Steelers need. Honestly, I think it'll be more of a. He'll that be, is disgusting he'll be, for you to say. Listen, he'll be fantasy relevant. Do off off to uh, volume alone, and he'll do enough to where the Steelers are like, "Well, we we don't need anyone else." He's doing all right, Ron. Put your money where your mouth is. How many yards and how many touchdowns is he going to have this year? I don't have any money, but I will say. Um, he will hit over a if he stays the six seventeen game starter for the Steelers. He will finish with over a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. All right. So when, now for that auction, folks, the first player I'm going to put out is Kalen Belize, and I'll let you bid two dollars on him. Oh, that is incredible. That I, folks right there is a garbage take. <laughs> that is hot, take. hot flaming dumpster trash. It's he is a not hot take. He's not AJ Hamler will have four times the yards of Kalen Bellage. Oh, my hold God. on. I'm writing it down. Yeah, you're, you're going to write this down that you just said Kalen Bellage is going to have a thousand yards this season. If he's the 17 game starter. Mm-hmm. God, I hope they don't draft with anyone. The with the Steelers. Anyway, to address another question while Ron is writing this horrible takedown, uh, the Jets' current depth chart at running back includes. Uh, Ty Johnson, Michael Pirine, who was taken in the fourth round, and Josh Adams. They also picked up a veteran running back who knows the LeFleur offense. LeFleur. Uh, yeah, Tevin Coleman, who I referred to as the veteran running back that could teach someone like Kenneth Gainwell, which, you know, is giving me dreams of him potentially being our 1,000-yard running back in a few years. But, I mean, we'll see. Anyway, Ron, I think, has set his bet in stone, this horrible take. So we're just going to have to roast him after he's cut after week five this season. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. That's definitely going on the Instagram, right, JJ? Oh, oh man, what's this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I... Oh, all right, moving on. All right, so who was second? Was I second? I'm second. All right, uh, with my second person, I uh, took a wide receiver, Rondale Moore, and I'm going to be 100% transparent here. This was 100% off of his vertical. This dude is five foot seven, who did a 42.5-inch vertical. I just wanted to talk about it. He's got a Ryan Warner vertical. I just – dude, do you know what Jamar Chase's vertical was? Not that high. 41 inches. Not this dude is this dude is five foot seven and jumped forty two inches off the ground. He's Superman, boys. 
he's right. he's a he's a Robinson of the NBA. He ran a four. He ran a four two nine forty, and on the next gen starts, he earned a ninety nine for athleticism. Wow! All right, I don't know if you've seen this video of this vertical. It's amazing. I love it. Oh yeah! So I I watched some of uh his highlights, and I will say they used him on a lot of screens, but where he was super electric, the return game. He was just everywhere on that punt returns and kick returns, and it was wonderful. Good I think returns you, are relevant in our league, not. They are, actually. I mean, if you get the defense special teams, if you get a kick return touchdown, you get six points. Not that there was many last year. No, but, I mean, it is a thing. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I think the first couple, like, Probably next year, he probably won't have much for fantasy relevance unless he goes to, like I said, if he goes to Green Bay, he actually could. Um, he might slip to, he could go to any team really because he's not going to, I don't think he'll go in the first round. Yeah, I, don't, I think his size alone will prevent that. People are going to label him as a gadget player, which he kind of is. Uh, think about if he, uh, ended up maybe in like a San Francisco or even a Jets with the LaFleur system where, you know, I know they already paid some people and brought him in. Uh, they could use him on gadgets plays, wide receiver screens, end around, stuff of that nature. He, he kind of reminds me of a Brad Smith for us who we used to have years ago. He was our gadget player. Yep. So Brad, I, I remember Brad Smith having a few games that got us to the playoffs. It was in Rex Ryan's first year. So we brought him in to play the Wildcat against the Bengals, and he absolutely dominated them. That's funny that you actually mentioned it because I saw those highlights on Instagram actually today. I do think he could help any team, mm-hmm. mainly because of his kick returning. I mean, and, you know, when it comes to actual football, that's an important part. Like, special teams is a very important part because if you're starting on – the opponent's side every time you know not saying that he's going to get there every time but where are you seeing him getting selected like i said that's really hard because i do think he drops due to his size i mean there's only miserably low i think cole beasley is five nine but look at the and i did see with his highlights man this kid was taking some hits and popping right back up i think i saw like four different highlights where he got hit and his helmet came off and he just stood right back up like mm-hmm. buckle your helmet a little bit better, bud, but he's he definitely yeah. taking the hits and getting up. So, all right. I see two muted mics. Let's see if we can get one of these other two to actually oh, do their picks. R- oh. Ryan was falling. There's asleep. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> all right. So for my center pick, I kind of cheated because it's not actually like a, like a late round guy. I mean, I think he'll, he'll fall to probably the second round. I don't, I'd be surprised if you want much later than that. Um, I went with uh, Najee Harris out of Alabama, running back. Um, I I I'm, I think he's probably going to be an early for uh, early second rounder. I mean, some people have him possibly going late first, um, but I think he'll fall out of the first into the second. Fourteen hundred yards last season, twenty six touchdowns. I mean, he's a big running back, six foot two, two hundred thirty pounds. Um. So I think he uh, he definitely will be one of the one of the top running back prospects. 
I'm seeing some people think that uh, the Dolphins might take him, and I'm off also seeing possibly the Falcons taking him. I think they have pit number 34, so they they would be like an early second round pick. Um, and I think he would almost be like an instant starter on either of those teams as far as fantasy value goes. I think. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I think Najee Harris is going to be honestly the top running back coming out of this draft. I understand uh, the kid from Clemson's pretty good too. Um, I think he's going to be taken earlier than Najee Harris, but I think as a pure running back, Najee Harris is more talented. And apparently no one else has thoughts on that. No, no other thoughts on Najee Harris. Running backs are hard when it comes to fantasy. It's a hundred percent on landing spot. Um, like, like Ryan said, if he goes to the Dolphins, he has a chance of instantly being the starter, but he could also go somewhere where he's going to have to fight someone to be the starter, and he might not be relevant until halfway through the year. Or if he goes, like we've talked about, you know, more and more the running back by committee kind of thing. Right. If he goes to a place that has two or three running backs that just kind of uses them interchangeably, that's going to make it tough unless he establishes himself. Hopefully he doesn't go to Pittsburgh because that's Kalen Balaj's job. So listen, I said unless there. I did say I did specify if they bring someone in that Kalen Balaj will be pushed out. I'm sorry, Ron. I just don't like Kalen Balaj. Well, you like Mitch Trubisky, so your takes are kind of garbage, anyways. Ah, uh, we'll see. Still early. Did he just drop the mic on you? He just dabbed. I did dab. You know. Ron was born in 1946, so he still thinks Davin's cool. Yeah, exactly. That's the way it's not cool. That was a shit dab, too. <laughs> I'm old. Things don't bend like they used to anymore, right? It's, it's almost as cool as having reliable internet. I think I broke my shoulder doing it. Like <laughs> Cam Newton's Ryan's quarterback. He's the only one that can dab on the podcast. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I think that's been made official, too. Add that to your notes, Ron. Got it. <laughs> anyway, into our last player. Yeah, uh, so I went on the running back too. Um, Chuba Hubbard. I don't know if it's Chuba or Chuba. I'm pretty sure it's Chuba. You know, Chuba it's sounds Chuba. dirtier, so let's go with Chuba. Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma Chuba. State. Um, coming into 2020, he was actually listed as the top running back in this class on a lot of sites. Um, and then his 2020, he didn't have a a great start to it. And then he ended up opting out the second half really. But in 2019, he ran for over 2000 yards and almost broke Barry Sanders school record at Oklahoma state. Um, he's a track star. So he has, I think he ran a sub four, four at his pro day and um, really explosive player. He can catch the ball, his size. He's, he's a little uh, undersized, but I mean like Gainwell, you look at some of the bigger backs in the league and like Miles Sanders even is kind of that size. So, you know, they're still going to get their carries, but um, just a player that I was intrigued with. And I think has kind of been forgotten about and could be a sneaky, sneaky pick in maybe the second or third round size that this year. So we'll see. I don't know if you guys have seen any film on him or anything, but um. I- just looking quick, but even like, I mean, you mentioned his 2019 year, but then also 2018. I mean, both of those years averaging six yards and 6.4 yards for carry. So uh, before 2020, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty good. 
Yeah, he's really productive. Got a lot of work. So I yeah. will say this in the Madden draft class I downloaded for this one coming up, he is the fastest <laughs> running back on there. Because those are always accurate. Those are super accurate all of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JJ, do you think an interesting fit for him would be potentially Atlanta? Yeah. I mean, they don't really have anybody. Uh, Mike, da- we, You guys talked about Mike Davis a little bit last time. Um, I don't think he's going to be a feature back. He's going to have the similar role in Carolina and mm-hmm. probably be slated as a backup for somebody, a reliable veteran. Um, I think they'll definitely draft a running back this year. And that turf plays fast, so I mean that that definitely would be a good fit. Um, I would be shocked if Atlanta didn't take a running back in the first four rounds. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. definitely need at least a depth piece, anyways. Someone that could come in. I think that's a bet you could comfortably drop even in Vegas. Yeah. All right, boys, are we done here? I think we are done here. We've we've only been talking to each other for an hour and a half because of some idiot lost internet. His internet's trash. His internet is trash. All right, kids. Uh, so little couple updates on our show. We do have an Instagram. It is I'm pretty sure it's just at garbage time fantasy football. Uh, gotta we keep are, it simple. Gotta keep it simple. We are we will start, we will be starting to have content posted up there. Uh, we're just waiting on the new logo to be done, which should be hopefully in the next couple couple weeks, probably. Um, next week, hopefully next week hopefully and then we'll start posting some random comments like my garbage my garbage takes and stuff of that nature especially the Kevin Balazs one that's going to be the first one up there that's fine with me um you better make sure you put it in the right context too there guys come on now no um, definitely not just that little one where you said Caleb Balazs oh, a thousand right. the, the part right, where you cool. said Caleb Balazs is the best running back in the NFL we oh, all heard all right. it <laughs> all right, cool. I like it All right, we're going to get out of here. We will see you next time on Garbage Time Fantasy Football. Boom.